Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Let's go. Zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap. Protect your peace, protect your energy. Welcome back to the Zen Trap. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. The mission here at the Zen Trap is to inspire and empower people to continuously seek internal peace to maximize their personal potential. Uh, we got a good one today. Uh, it's a ZTP, Zen Trap Perspective, on a great book. P, go ahead and let them know what we got. Great book. Right on topic for the month. The topic for the month is boundaries, as we've been talking about all month. We've been giving you the title of this book all month because we've been teasing at it and we've been saying it. Finally about to do it. Setting Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nedra Glover Tawab. Tawab. So we're going to get right into it. Yogi LG, how would you explain this book to somebody who never read it? Okay. um, This is a book about setting boundaries. All around setting boundaries, why you set boundaries, how to set boundaries, how to enforce your boundaries, who you should set them with, uh, how you can set it with them easily, how you protect yourself. It is all around setting boundaries. What about you? I, I don't know. What, what I, more can you add? What more can you add with that? <laughs> I guess I'll just say from what's in the book, there's stories, there's exercises, there is IG polls, mm-hmm. there is very black women Oh, I'm sorry, black woman uh, delivered tone is what it felt like for me. I did the audio book, so same, I got to hear her voice. Same, so, same, same. So it felt like so black it felt, woman. You it read felt it better. Like, like I, got to, I got to get tone with my book instead of just reading it. Um, so love that. Oh, side note, fire shirt you got on. I just want to say that is fire, and you can grab that at zentrappers.com. Shameless, shameless plug. You God's can grab time. that at zentrappers.com. We got a lot of new merch over there. And if you just fire into the video, Subscribe, please. All right, but either way, just that tone part was really good for me. Great book, as you mentioned. So many areas, not just boundaries, but of course, boundaries is at the root of it. Great book. I would highly recommend this book to anybody who feels like they even just want more information about boundaries. Because if if nothing at all, I feel like I at least have more terminology. Like I think I mentioned at the Zentrap chat one time, I got more terminology around boundaries. And if somebody else is suffering with boundaries, I kind of at least got a little bit of verbiage to help point them in and a book reference for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, right, watch that Zen Trap episode on boundaries. That's a good one. Um, so what did did you find anything unique? Did you learn something specific that you want to like mention? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into bars. I mean, Uh-oh, we could just jump. If we going it. into bars, what I learned is, and I can just summarize this with the bar to go to it for context. Mm-hmm. I learned that it's really two steps to setting boundaries. There's communicating the boundary and action. Mm-hmm. You love that word. Action is my favorite word these days. <laughs> I've been reading so many books. Yeah. Um, I ain't going to reference. I got, well, why not? I can reference it. We might do it. We might not. I'm, I'm reading All About Love. I've been seeing that book a lot. And one section from that book related to this is that Love is an action word is how she described it. I read another book by Jim Quick, Limitless. He was saying how just either way, what was the word? Either way, instead of some words that we think of as nouns, he's turned them all into saying, think of them as an action. 
Like what you want to prove about yourself, think of it as actions. Everything changing more so to action. So when you think about love as an action, it's like, what are you doing? Whatever, that's a different book. But boundaries, that second step of being actions, and the actions are all around how you're going to enforce those boundaries. So my favorite section and metaphor about that was, and I don't think I've ever heard somebody say this, is it's going to be uncomfortable when you're trying to enforce those boundaries. That that she's not sugarcoating that, not hiding that. You will. It's natural. It's normal to feel guilty and oh, bad that, about was, setting no, those boundaries. My, that so, was my favorite. So my my favorite is I don't even know if I should start with the definition. Like Go ahead. just keep leading Go up ahead. to it, Go like ahead. teasing at it. So the definition is boundaries are expectations and needs that help you feel safe in relationships. Say that one more time for the people. I know safe in relationships. I got to feel safe. We got to feel safe. We got we got to feel safe. But no, this is your boundary, so you got to feel I gotta safe. I got to feel safe. The root of self-care is boundaries. I love a good math equation. All right, cool. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and get straight to what I've been saying. Clearly, I got to scroll, but it's my favorite. This man got a book in here. Chill, man, it was Summarize boring. the book in, the, in his notes section. Yes, because, you know, doing the audio book. Yeah, doing audio book, you got to really, like, lock in on what you, like, let me hurry up and rewind that and type that in. Uh, while he going, I'm going to tell you one of my favorite definitions for the book. Uh, and I think this came from another book called Burnout, I think. Um, it was talking about stress or um, and kind of what that means. It says the neuro- neurological and physiological shift that happens in your body when you are triggered. And I felt that in every sense of the word. I was like, stress, literally, I feel stress in my body first. Like, before. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay, I don't know if that's everybody, I don't know. But I feel it in, I could feel like, oh, I'm tense, I'm stressed. So them like just saying that it's it's a response to something that's triggered you. Uh, that happens. Most people call that intuition. Or that's how I usually define it. What? In- intuition is like that stress response in your body. It's like. Your body will answer a question for you if you mm. sit still. So yeah, yeah, yeah. someone asks you something, some people will say, see how your body reacts to the question. And if it doesn't happen immediately, just say the question over and over in your head and just see what feelings in your body you get. You'll get a feeling kind of towards yes or no. If you say yes, or you kind of just feel at peace. You don't feel nothing. If you say no and you kind of feeling something, it's like, oh, man, I should have said yet. Like, that's kind of yeah. your body answering before your brain yeah. even considers it. But I did find a quote. All right, go ahead. <laughs> And again, this is the quote around, it's natural to feel guilty, anxious, whatever word you want to put after upholding a boundary, because a boundary is usually going to be uncomfortable. It's natural to feel uncomfortable. And how she responds to that as well is, I can't help you with feeling guilty about setting boundaries, because that's normal. But I can help you with dealing with the discomfort or managing it and reframing how you think of and describe boundaries, which is what this book is all about. Yes. I think her putting it in the terms of like self-care was just so good. Like Beautiful. Man, that makes so much sense. Like I'm not doing this to make you feel bad. I'm doing this to make me feel like good. Like this not for you. It's for me. But I'm just trying to like set it so we, we both know moving forward. This is what works best for me. The rules of engagement. Rules of engagement. To deal with me. So when you were saying self-care, I had some uh, ways that you could reframe it as well that would help with that. So 
Let me see. It's just so much stuff in here. I don't oh, want to so teach. Many, oh, and I ain't gonna lie. She dropped so many Brene Brown bars. I was like, <laughs> that's my girl. I'm a big Brene Brown fan. So um, I do want to comment on something else. Uh, when we talk about, I guess, my favorite section. I'm, I'm kind of jumping. Jump, jump into your jump favorite in. My section. favorite section was, uh, it was section, what was the name of the chapter? It was chapter on why we don't have healthy boundaries. Like what prevents us from actually doing it. And that's my favorite chapter as well. Yeah, guilt, shame, a lot of different things. Family trauma. Uh, the biggest thing I saw was like, we realize that, and we say this often, that we can't control how someone responds to our boundaries. So we have this fear that we're going to lose people. So we shy away from setting boundaries to maintain that relationship. That's probably, from a personal perspective, that's probably my biggest reason on setting boundaries. And she acknowledges that if you lose someone, if you lose a relationship due to setting boundaries, that probably wasn't the best relationship for you. Most likely. Most likely. For sure, most likely. And so to me, once you get that in your brain, they're like, okay, the people who love and care about me and the positive and good relationships that I have in my life most likely will respect my boundaries. For you sure. kind of get rid of that fear of like, oh, what if I lose them? What if they don't want to come around? And no that's more? part of creating that space space in, in your exactly. relationships. Exactly. It should be a safe space for you and them. Absolutely. All right. What else you got, man? Uh, just oh, so the self care line that I was thinking of when you're saying is the difference between helpful beliefs for uh, setting boundaries and harmful beliefs. So this is goes all to the reframing on how you think about boundaries, which is what you was talking about, which is yeah. how she talks about boundaries as being self care, and that's what we said. The root of self care is boundaries. boundaries. So saying no to others is saying yes to yourself. Easy, easy, easiest. Easiest said thing for sure. Incorporating I can narr- narratives. Um, the biggest fear about being honest is that you may scare people away is what you kind of just broke down. Uh, another just kind of big section for me is talking about what happens when your boundaries are violated, like mm. things you can do to communicate that. And before I get into that, I just want to say from what I've learned about this book all day long, Boundaries, again, just comes down to that two-step process. It's all about communication and action. And it talks about the different ways you can communicate it, which is like... Assertive versus passive versus passive-aggressive. She talks about, like, dives into that, which is a really good section. And the three ways your boundaries could be, like, porous, rigid, or healthy. Yep. I think we talked about on a Zen Trap chat once. I asked you a question about how do you know if your boundaries are serving you? Mm-hmm. And how do you know when to reassess them? She talked about, ooh, she definitely talked about reassessing. That you got something good. there? No, nah, go ahead. You good. You good. Look, I got this whole little manuscript. <laughs> All right. So to manage your expectations when setting your boundaries to understand, is this the correct boundary that I should have right now? Four things you can ask yourself. Whose standard am I trying to meet with this boundary? Is this boundary just for me? Or am I using this boundary to compare myself to somebody else? Do I have the time to commit? Look who got some notes and (laughs) the steps. Know what you're saying? Do I have time to commit to this? That's big. That's big. How do you how do you even recognize that? Because ultimately, I, I one thing I pulled out was if I got to also like, I got to communicate the boundary, but I also got to stick to my own boundary 
And like recognizing that like once I lack that boundary, that sets me back so far. So I got to stick to it. I got to say like, hey, can I commit to this? If can you, I commit to this? Me, me, my own boundary. Can I commit to that? And it goes back to that second step of action and that part about you feeling guilty. And I guess at the root of that is people pleasing at the end of the day. Are you putting this other person? And again, I know there will be what's anomalies. There will be anomalies. There will be emergency situations where right. you get to relax your boundary for this time. But outside of those times, everything can't be a priority. Everything can't be an emergency. Every, like your boundary shouldn't keep consistently being be relaxed, re- relaxed yeah. or it's not a, a boundary and it's not being enforced. So that second step takes a lot of self-awareness and recognition mm-hmm. about Absolutely. auditing your time and stuff and figuring out how long it true. Cause that's something I struggle with for a long time is really assessing how long does it take me to do the task I think it's going to do. Mm-hmm. So consistently now when I'm doing a task that I know I'm going to start having to do consistently, whatever it be, whether it's something at work or if it's something outside of work, a, a passive hobby or something in my head, I need to realistically know, and I'm talking about count stuff round up if you need to not down so you can be, more on time and you can adjust it how long does it take me to play basketball okay i gotta get up i gotta have a backpack i gotta drive there i'm gonna play i'm gonna be a little tired i'm gonna scroll instagram for a little bit i'm gonna drive back i'm gonna shower and then i'm gonna be in a place where i can do another activity how long is all of that on average is it four hours is you can't just be thinking oh i only play basketball for two hours no you're on the court for two hours right how long how much time do you put around that do you need and if you start Breaking that out high level, you'll quickly be like, oh, man, I ain't got time. No, I don't have the time. Exactly. I literally don't. So the, the third thing on that was, what's the worst thing that could happen if I don't do this? So if I don't set this boundary, what what's the worst that could happen? Am I going to be comfortable with that? Am I going to be cool with that? You, I think when people think about that stuff, they think, what's the worst that could happen with the other person? No, no, no. I'm talking you know what like, I mean? Yeah, no, I'm I know what you me. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have to do that and set that boundary, I feel like, because that's something maybe if I was people pleasing that I would think about is if I set this boundary, how is it going to make them feel? What what are they going to do? But that goes back to the thing you said. If they truly leave because of the boundary, it's really two things you need to think about. Was my boundary... Nah, you don't even need to get that mind. Look, don't even go into don't that. Don't even go into that. It probably wasn't a good relationship. Probably wasn't a good relationship. Right? I mean, for real, for real. What's the fourth one? You got it? How can I honor my boundaries in this situation? Perfecto. Right? How can I do that? How can I uphold these boundaries? So I think that was a that was a bar for me as well. And that just leads to the communication for when your boundaries are crossed. And there's two ways they can be crossed. There are microaggressions and macroaggressions big ones and small ones micro violations and macro violations um one of the big things for me again why i keep mentioning communication because it's not saying that you have to communicate your boundaries it's just saying if you don't that's probably putting them either in the poorest way or um putting them it's not healthy it's not healthy because you're not giving I'm assuming this person you're setting boundaries with is someone you care about or someone you're going to be spending a lot of time with, whether it's a coworker or whether it's somebody, again, that you truly care about, friend, family. And you want to give them clarity. It saves both of you two a lot of time. It could save your relationship. It's just so many things depending on how clearly you can communicate what that boundary is for you. And I know that takes a lot of self-work, but it's worth it. So unspoken boundaries are invisible is a quote she says. And she says she has to say that a lot. Her first analysis that she does with patients or people 
is asking, how have you communicated the boundary? Or just simple, have you communicated this boundary? And you know people can kind of cha-cha all around that. Well, I did this, so they should have known. Did you yeah. tell them? Right. Because there's other ways to like do it, right? You can like every time somebody talk about politics, if that's your boundary, you can kind of like redirect the conversation or not engage. She talks about those kind of things. Those are like subtle ways or uh, kind of passive ways to do that. Have you? But before you end a relationship, you got to say, "Have I been assertive? Have I made it clear what my boundaries are?" And when you say that, it made me think of a, a trigger thing that I've had throughout my dating experience. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is just a, I, I, ain't, I can't go that. Don't evaluate it. I don't just, gotta evaluate yeah, it. But good. a trigger thing for me is in the passive aggressive thing throughout friendships, people, relationships, specifically for dating for me, sometimes I feel like the people I've dated have felt this way, which she comments about on Instead of telling me you're upset, like in the moment or something, you'll just say everything's fine and just, but your energy is going to be all off. I know something's wrong and I can't say nothing about it. So she says, passive aggressive definition. I will act out how I feel, but I will deny how I feel. Yes. I know he hate that. He hate passive aggressive. (laughs) Because I am completely fine with, hey, let's have a conversation tomorrow. I'm not feeling, we can talk about it later or... I don't know how I'm feeling. That's that's even in there. Like I'm not sure. I know I'm a little tootie right now. What, <laughs> whatever. Tootie. All right. So another one I want to comment on is this term called enmeshment, uh, which I thought was really good. She mentioned it several times in the book. Um, it's kind of like a psychotherapy type word. But it basically says uh, to describe families where personal boundaries are diffused, subsystems are indifferentiated, and overconcern for others leads to a loss of autonomous development. And how she kind of explains it is that causes us and it prevents us from establishing a self of individuality. We feel like we're responsible for other people's feelings. Um, and it shields us from putting boundaries. So we're trying to shield them from like experiencing this feeling that we feel like we're responsible for making sure they don't feel. And that's not the truth. You cannot control that. How they feel, how they perceive it, things are going to happen to people. You cannot save them. I'm going to save a whole type person, so I understand that about myself. That was a lot. <laughs> but enmeshment is one of those things where either you can get it in your family, you can get it in relationships where you lose yourself of individuality and feel that mm. you're accountable for everyone else's feelings and you're not. And so I thought that was a bar. Accountable definitely. or responsible just for their feelings based yeah. off the things that you do and how they're going to yep. perceive it. And you just get into this whirlwind of anxiety. And I know if we talk about things that I learned from the book specifically, that was one of the things I think I learned and I'm going to take and use for it is like me being, I guess, I don't know the root word of enmeshment. Maybe it's enmeshed. Me being enmeshed in other people's shit is not helping me set my boundaries. It's definitely making me feel like I'm responsible and I can't let them experience the feeling that will come from me setting my boundaries. Who we, who yes, yeah, so we, and I, I this know this made you do some self, it made me do some self reflection, self work. It was, and that's good. the quote that I was going to say that made me think of it. So when you do that as well, when you're in that enmeshment phase, that's avoidance and avoidance is a passive aggressive way of expression. You are tired of showing up. It's a fear-based response. Ooh. Ooh. Now that's tough. That's good. That's tough, but but you got to think about it when you reframe it. It's thinking more like, why don't I feel safe to do what 
I want to do or be how I want to be because of their their feelings and is that are their feelings more important than mine and feeling safe in that environment and then lastly if I cannot show up I guess you got to ask yourself too like is this thing that you're trying to say or do is it really something that's part of you like that's Mm -hmm. necessary because it's really like if you don't feel safe in showing your full self is this how you want to operate in life because that's how you really get anxiety You're, you're tired of putting on the mask every day or whatever it is. Faking the phone. So is it a true, real feeling or is this just some, I don't know, I can call it a phase because feelings come, feelings go. Like, yeah. you you have to do the self-work. I can't even do claim what that is yeah. for you. You mentioned what you took away yeah. most. What I took away most was a, a line in the back, which I'm sure most people probably would feel like I kind of got this down a little bit, but this is something I truly just struggle with a lot. Is I'm interested to hear this. Don't take anything personal. Mm. I don't struggle taking things personally. I struggle with the just anything part. It's it's certain stuff that I probably take personal, uh, okay. and I want to get to the anything level. Nothing is personal. Yeah. And when I say that, it's not removing accountability from how I live and my actions and how I make people feel. It's removing kind of what you're saying about it's my responsibility or I'm accountable for this other person's feelings is saying we both have different experiences. We both have different journeys. So even you being whatever, fill in the blank, you being nasty to me today, you being racist, you saying something about my outfit, whatever you do to me is not really personally targeted at me. It's something in you that's made you want to do that or some trauma response has had you do that or you could be drunk. Whatever it is. And it's not for me to even think about or consider. Yeah, for sure. So that's something I really want to like take away. It's easy to say. It's harder to practice. All right. Um, is there anything that you felt like, oh, Lindsay would benefit from this? There's something she needs to start practicing. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of things in there. <laughs> for sure. Don't downplay yourself like that, dog. You fine as you are. <laughs> hey, I got room to grow. I acknowledge that. We all got room to grow. We all got room to grow. I'm, I'm open to feedback for sure. I think it was one thing about, and I guess I'm about to make it a story. Mm, Love a little story time. I'm not going to give a real story, but it's, I'll start with, matter of fact, let me just do what I'm going to do. I think what you could take away is not really set, because I don't, I'm sure you have boundaries. Matter of fact, I'm sure you have boundaries and just really the two steps, communicating them. I said that last time. So giving clarity on communicating them. And then enforcing them. Don't get into enmeshment. Make sure you're really enforcing them. Because if I start with four tips for handling when your boundaries are violated, speak up in the moment. And something is better than nothing. That goes with that speaking up in the moment. If you feel like something, that'll at least trigger the, the start of a conversation. And you can just continue from there. Two, verbalize boundaries with others organically. Like don't, I guess, try and force it too much. Like just throw it in there. And tell them how the violation made you feel and restate whatever your need is, whatever that boundary is. So that's why it helps to have real good clarity on what your boundary is. You did this. It made me feel like this. I want you to do this mm-hmm. in some kind of way, this type yeah. of force fashion. And you got to know your rigid. boundary well enough to rattle it off. And you have to kind of know what you it help. I'm, I'm not going to say you need to know. It helps to know how you would like them to proceed because yeah. that helps because if you don't know that. It's always tough for the other person. Speaking from experience Absolutely. and all of us and friends, yeah. if you don't even know what you what you want me to do or how I'm you want me to respond, 
How can I help you? Yeah. And the last one, don't let people slide. Because if you slide once, now it's time to get funky. <laughs> so yeah. I would say okay. handling those two steps at a high level, communication and action. What about me? All right. Um, <laughs> ultimately, like while reading the book, I was like, man, Paris is good at a lot of this stuff. Um, you're a great communicator. So that's always a good one. Uh, but my thing was like you mentioned in the chat that we had that like. I got trauma receiving compliments. <laughs> All right, great. We can work on that. Um, that you don't set a lot of boundaries. That's a great segue, but finish what you're saying. That made me think of something. All right, so for me, it was like I know that like a lot of people around you kind of just respect who you are and kind of respect the way you are, but I think it's important for you to verbalize some things as well because like you are a, a person that may take things like very lightly. Like, oh, no, this is not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And then it becomes a big deal. But I think if you'd have communicated, like, oh, that might be a boundary for me, then people could have, like, caught up. Like, oh, that, okay, that makes sense why it may be a big deal. I got it. Okay. So just actually verbalizing. Because you, you, it's not like you can't. You just don't because you don't feel like you have to. Yeah, I can't think of a boundary. And that's what I said. I receive what you're saying, yeah. and I would love I would love to communicate a boundary because that'll lead to an awkward conversation. You, you, I think you just set a boundary with me last too long ago. Okay, I, good, I agree. Good. I agree, but that was difficult. That was definitely yeah, was, difficult. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm saying I don't know if the opportunity comes up a lot for me because my boundaries are so I feel like relaxed, so lax, yeah. so lax. And the reason they're lax is because of what I'm working on, which is I don't take a lot of stuff personal, but I'm trying to get to anything. So. That's, end of the route to get to anything i'm not saying i'm dipping my boundaries because my boundaries have i can't think of i can't think of the last time again other than with you i've needed if anything i probably would need to set more no i don't really gotta set a lot of family boundaries i've done a good job in my life of <laughs> being passive so long that it's hard that i it's, it would be harder for me to pull people back yeah <laughs> They'd be like, oh, you want me to do that? So, like, for example, now, if I call somebody, it's usually, they usually pick up just because I never call. So, when I call, it's always a little, like, everything okay? Uh, you okay? Hey, everything. So, you so, yeah, I received that. All right, cool. My transition was, yeah. I don't have a lot of guy friends. I do have mm -hmm. guy friends, but I don't speak to a lot of my guy friends on the regular. We don't talk about but I do feel like between my guy friends and me as a guy, too, I don't know if it's just specific to me or if it's general with men, too, but I think it is. I feel like women have a lot of boundaries, which I feel like growing up, they kind of need those because of being a woman in, in the world, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, from a physical, sexual, all that type of standpoint. And I feel like as a man growing up, we learn about like respect and how to respect other people and how to move and stuff. And that's kind of similar to boundaries, but it's not boundaries. So I feel like men have a lot of just unspoken boundaries. Like, Oh yeah, for sure. You say this to me, I'm going to have to try Like we got to fight or if yeah. you hit me, I got to. It's like guy code. It's boundaries. a lot of guy code boundaries that a lot of dudes just know. So it's, we never really have to communicate boundaries. You get straight to the action part or you don't. Either. You just skip the communication part. Like you should have known that. Do you feel like that's that's what I'm saying? Do you feel like that's true? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think and as a woman, uh, you're taught to set boundaries. You set boundaries with how other kids interact with you. Don't let anybody do this to you. If somebody touches you, you do this. If somebody like 
you are taught like, okay, that is a boundary. Nobody else should talk to you. Like, don't let a man talk to you like that. Yeah. Somebody, like, it's just kind of in us to set boundaries versus men kind of like assume kind of much, pretty much everything. Like, everything just is what it is and you brush it off and you fight. But inside of that, I feel w- that also is what helps women be better communicators. Mm-hmm. You Women are always talking about their feelings, boundaries, all this stuff. So on the men's side, we may not have to enforce boundaries a lot or do a lot of different things, but we struggle on the communication standpoint so drastically that yeah, we just got sure. all we got is kind of like the action side. And, and this is a generalization, of course. Of but course. There's some, I, some I, outliers. A lot, a lot of, yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of people men kind of struggle with clarity on communication and yeah I would agree with that. Yeah, it's just what it is um i received that i can definitely work on that i love same i, I received working on things for sure. it's a journey um you got any last words about this book or anything overall honestly this is a must read it's one of those things Ooh, where if you're doing that's s- the first time you said that too yeah this if this is self-work um it's a must read and i think even her talking about we ain't just talking about boundaries in like relationships. We talking about friendships, work, social media, which you set like finance, everything, everything, right? And so it just made me realize that like there are some places where I just have not set boundaries, and there's no excuse for it. So uh, I know I feel a certain type of way. I have an opinion. I have these feelings, but I haven't set boundaries. So it was a must read for me. I'm so glad I read it. I know I'll be changed from this book. Uh oh, y'all better watch out. Lizzie's <laughs> coming to play. I'm coming with boundaries. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. No, is... that's not cool. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, you uh, think I'm playing? I'm not. Okay, drop me again. <laughs> Um, but no, I think I've had other friends tell me like, Lindsay, you don't have any boundaries and you definitely don't uphold. And you be confused, don't you? You be like, what? I got I boundaries? Like, I be telling people not to do stuff. Like, I can say no, but that's not the same. So um, I think me really like starting to, and it's, it might weed out some people, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I might ah, lose some of y'all. Bye. But, uh, bye. Bye. See you on the other side. I wish you the best. What about you? Last words? What you, you got? You're looking enmeshed over there. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Enmeshed. For sure. What you got? Last words, mm. man. I just I just want you to be empowered so much to just feel <laughs> like I want I want I, I wish you would leave because I set a boundary. I wish you would. That'll just weed weed them out. Weed them out, man. Keep the grass cut so the snakes so show all right. <laughs> what you ask me? What's your last words? What oh. you got? Man, keep the grass cut so the snakes will show. Come on now. That's Juicy J. Hey, matter of fact, that's that Juicy J self-help album. Keep the grass cut so the snakes will show. (laughs) Something, something, something. Start telling people no. (laughs) I got to find that lyric, but go ahead. I don't have anything. Yeah, sign us out. I'm about to find that Juicy J song real quick. You can sign us out. All right, cool. Uh, This has been another Zen Trap Perspective. Uh, It is on the book by Nedra. Glover to Wob. Oh, I was about to say, say that last name. I got it. All right. Set. Y'all go listen to that Juicy J Mental Trillness if y'all need a self-help trill album. Okay, Mental Trillness. All right, the book's title is Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. Shout out to Nedra. Like, she told her story, beautiful story. Love the book. Um, this has been another ZTP. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen Pete. Can't do nothing else. Protect your peace. And protect your energy, man. It's the Zen Trap. Go out there and set some boundaries. We out, we out, we out. We out.